Are you feeling a little dirty? Did you just use your hands for the dirtiest job ever? Come into the room. Turn on the lights so you can see everything. I don't want you to miss one part of this. Get yourself wet. Grab that sticky, ooey, gooey substance to the right of you and rub it all over. Feel your fingertips glide over your skin as you fully lubricate yourself. Rub it. Rub it. Rub it. Oh, yes. Oh. Washing your hands. This episode of Overzealous is brought to you by washing your hands. Don't forget a towel. cow am I ever having one of those days where I don't want to do anything do you ever have those days where you're like I don't even want to interact with humans and I'm not even interacting with humans on this podcast no but seriously I am mentioning this because I just want to be so honest with everyone I don't want people to be like one day she sounds different and what's going on it's like no I'm just gonna be honest like I don't even feel like people today or moving from my bed today moving from my couch but also I wanted to point it out because I just want everyone to know that I'm the kind of gal who are you ready here comes an obnoxious statement said by anyone who starts with I'm the kind of person who keeps going I gotta keep the show going even when I'm miserable If you're a parent out there and you're listening to that and you're like, that's really great work epic. (laughs) Go to work even though you're miserable. Let me tell you, the restaurant industry will teach you that. You have got to put on a happy face. I don't really know where the restaurant industry is going right now in the world, but one thing that it seriously taught me was you have got to put a smile on and act like everything's okay. As long as everything is okay. Like, I'm not having any major life issues. I'm blessed. I'm having a good time. I can't sit here and say that I just can't feel like doing this podcast I just don't feel like doing it because the show must go on a lot of those kind of jobs where it's on you it's like such a good idea like I don't know how they could teach that in public school but I feel like they should something that's on you you know what that's probably the problem with chores the chores are for you make it for them (laughs) did I just come up with a really good idea like train your kids to do things don't make them do things that are for you give them some type of job or something that has personal accountability I feel like I'm stealing this from Shark Tank like as I'm saying this I'm like I'm pretty sure I saw someone on Shark Tank try and start an app to get kids to work and be their own boss and whatnot so you know what I'm not a life coach I'm not a uh, career coach I don't know what I'm talking about I'm barely a podcaster I'm barely a human I'm barely humaning over here today guys I don't know what I'm rambling about but I woke up and I put on my work uniform and I came into work Just kidding. I feel like the definition of work is you get paid to do something, so... Okay, Chelsea story time. I woke up this morning at around 5.30. I do this every day. Davis gets up for work around 5.30. You know what? It could have been 6. As if that matters. No one should ever see that time. 
I woke up and I went to the kitchen and Davis was using my water. So like I have this filtered water. It's the zero water filter and it's like I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with drinking clean water. Obviously I'm not obsessed because I'd have some crazy filtration osmosis system and I don't but I do care to try and if it's not too expensive then I'll do it. So I just found out that Davis uses that water and then fills it up in the morning which I feel like there could be women out there listening and thinking oh my god that's so sweet he fills up your water filter like holy shit yes but no because I caught him turning on the tap and putting the jug of water to the sink tap and the spout of the sink tap was honestly almost in the filters like it was basically almost in the jug I use a cup this is how this is how much of a freakazoid I am like I'm I'm aware I'm not a germaphobe after I tell this story you're gonna be like yeah you are yeah you are I'm not a germaphobe I'm not really that insanely crazy I just understand how much sees your sink like I wash meat in there I wash meat in there meat is scary to me like I wash different stuff in there all the time so I don't like the sink spout getting all dirty and if you follow me on Instagram I've actually put up tips on how to clean it because I'm that obsessed with cleaning my sink spout what gets stuck up in there think about your shower think about all your dead skin cells and if you're up here in the shower it might be time that you start thinking about cleaning your shower head because who knows where those pee particles are going you could be swallowing them okay i i should not have taken it there i apologize that's where you wash dirty things like i don't know i almost find the floor to be cleaner <laughs> anyway so i catch him putting the, the 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 water jug like right in the spout and okay tell me if you've ever done this tell me if you've ever just sat there and let something happen because you knew someone's heart was in the right place and you didn't want to like hurt their feelings I did not say like can you drop it down a bit from the spout I don't want the spout in the filter because it just sounds absurd and I know he'd be like wow okay I'll never do this for you again so I just sat there and watched him do something that I did not want him to do with a pretend smile on my face like wow that's so nice of you I just really wish he would have not filled it I've been going on way too long about this I'm a little bit neurotic and I get that but I let him do it and I'm just basically saying I'm the nicest person ever for allowing Davis to refill the water filter the water jug the wrong way whilst I watched and pretended everything was okay I just wanted to talk about something that I find very humorous not in a way that like I'm mad about it or I have any feelings other than that's humorous uh Alberta just passed something I found in an article that in Alberta uh kids are being forced to wear the masks which totally I mean makes sense to me if we're really scared about this then we should kind of be just be taking precautions if you're able to I don't know the stats on health issues with masks do not look to me for those kinds of answers I have no idea but if you can I don't see why you wouldn't wear a mask at school because like it's you know it's huge crowds like crowds are kind of disgusting I repeat crowds are kind of disgusting that is the reason for all of these different rules if you go like half an hour outside of the city they don't have these rules because there's no crowds so if you like hate all of this stuff you should probably just move to a little town (laughs) we went to a tiny town on the weekend and it was just so wonderful to you know just kind of like leisurely look around and and leisurely do things and not be forced to do things and choose to do them you know what I mean sorry I digress back to the school I just laughed really hard at that because do you remember being a kid and being told what to do and how well you listened I'm gonna pause for you all to laugh just laugh a little bit laugh it out 
lol 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 because I did not listen to a goddamn thing anyone told me to do. In fact, I always did the opposite. I think kids might be a little more compassionate today and they might see the reasoning for it and just be like, okay, like whatever. But I mean, adults aren't doing any better. So I really don't see how kids are, you know, going to want to hang out with these masks masks on. But it's just humorous because I remember being like in elementary school and in high school. If people told me to do something, I didn't. I did the opposite. If they told me not to do something, I did it. So many memories of all the things that people told me I should or shouldn't do and I did the opposite. Like, I remember the instant someone was like, don't swear. All I could do was swear. Don't run away from home. All I could do was run away from home. Don't drink. All I could do was start drinking. Don't hang out with that girl over there. Too bad. We're already best friends. We're hanging out on Sunday. Will you pick me up after? I'm kind of excited to see how that all plays out. While we're here, like, there's so many, like, different options for school. I don't get why we haven't, like, all worked together to kind of, like, figure something else out. If crowds is a big issue, I don't... It sucks that some parents don't have a choice. But at the same time, like, I didn't go to school at all as a kid. I, it's different if you're working. If you're working, like, I get that you need the childcare. But if you're worried about, like, how, how your kid's going to do academic-wise, I didn't go to school at all. Like, at all. I didn't start going to class until college, and that's when I learned most of everything. There's a few fundamental things I paid attention to along the way, but you really only need the fundamentals. I feel like they could put together like a elementary school for dummies and give it to parents, and they'd be they just read the book and it'd be fine. I just simplified that, and every parent's like, shut the hell up, Chels. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying that you shouldn't worry that much that your kid's not getting some amazing education because they're too much at home. Because like, do you even remember what you learned in elementary school? There's stuff that I learned that were the basics that stuck with me and that's why I said you should only really worry about the basics it was really easy for me to pick up grade 9 math again because I legitimately remembered the basics but while we're here people have been putting forth ideas and I was saying like how come we haven't figured this out yet there should be other alternatives my idea can am I allowed to give my uh, idea just just one idea because there's a lot of them out there and a lot of them are good and I think it's time to uh, step it up in the uh, education department there's so many different things that we can do let's start educating our world so my idea is why not have university students have a program where they can tutor maybe one two maybe up to three kids I don't really know how much you can handle or what the rules are for you know technically a babysitter <laughs> but like why not have a program where a university student could sign up to be a tutor for a kid in high school and they can have some tuition knocked off I'm going to school right now I'm upgrading I totally have time to like tutor someone in math and there's all these parents that either don't have childcare or worried about their kids education it's like man I totally have some free time you can tell by the way I uploaded I upload podcasts every week in YouTube videos I totally have the time to go through with someone, you know, in grade nine, the fundamentals. I know I'm at least going to get a B. It might be an A. We're keeping our fingers crossed. It really depends on how much I study for my last test here, which you can tell is going really well. But I just feel like, why not? There's all these students in university that need a little bit of a tuition break. Let us work for it in a different way. Like, let us help teach the future of students the future workers and wouldn't we also kind of serve as you know inspiration to go to secondary school I don't know what the stats are anymore on kids not going to secondary school I I think that I would have been more likely to go if I did have sort of like a big sister a big brother type thing that's kind of what I'm saying that this should be but like every kid should have someone let's go back to the village helping raise the children I mean obviously there's going to have to be uh different things in place like you'd have to get a criminal check and and you'd have to have first aid and and there's 
you know, different things like that. But I'm, I'm pretty okay with getting a criminal check. I already have first aid. Uh, I've taken a bunch of babysitter courses when I was like 12. I'm aware that I'm 32. So that was a very long time ago. But like, I'm just saying, I would gladly mentor a student an elementary school student or a high school student if it meant I could have some tuition knocked off and maybe even you know what let's like put a lot of classes for university online that we don't have to be there for and then use those rooms for that scenario so that no one has to go to anyone's home wouldn't that be such a good idea? Like, am I not a genius right now? I just feel like that wouldn't be a terrible idea. She said before they tried it out and it became a terrible idea. Whatever, if they actually do that and it's a bad idea, please do not come back to this podcast and be like, you were so goddamn wrong. So I wanted to address something about the last episode. I realized last episode I got way too ranty and opinionated. Opinionated? opinionated. I noticed last episode I got way too ranty and opinionated and I just want to have a good time on this podcast. I want you to know that I'm going to be checking myself before I wreck myself before every podcast and even though I'm not in the most amazing of moods today, I am refraining from ranting too much. I have a few things I wanted to talk about and I'm like I'm not even going to talk about those today because they're still too ranty and I need to go over them and unrant them. Like I just want to have a good time and my point to anything and everything in life is treat each other with respect because it seems like the world is arguing more than ever and it's so off-putting so there's a quote that I heard listening to a podcast on NPR uh please don't make fun of me I love NPR I had no idea that that was something that people made fun of until I started listening to other podcasts outside of it and was like oh okay I'm a loser there was a quote that stuck with me and I forget what the episode was about but It was about arguing and how to like why arguing doesn't really do anything. When was the last time you changed your mind because someone was yelling at you? And that just kind of stuck with me. And usually I don't get ranty unless someone or something is actively getting hurt. But I need to stop because I need to remember that no one's going to change their mind because you're getting all heated up about things and ranting about stuff on a podcast doesn't it's not going to do anything. There is an element of this podcast that it's like, it's my life and I want to remember it like 60 years from now and the ways that I felt and and the ways that I, I thought. So there is that element to it, but I just, I felt when I was listening back to it and editing it, I'm like, I just think this is more ranty than what I was going for. And I just didn't, I don't want any anger to come across really. No one's going to change their mind just because you're yelling at them. And not only that, but when you realize the lack of power your anger has, in that kind of a situation where you and someone are having a heated argument and you both aren't making sense anymore like it's so freeing your entire nervous system just takes a break and is like dude you know your opinion doesn't matter take a seat girl and I'm like yeah you're right it's funny because I'm even getting ranty about ranting but like it's honestly the most freeing thing when you're like when you're like my opinion doesn't matter neither does anyone else's how much does anyone else's opinion matter to you not a lot ergo yours doesn't matter to them and then even sometimes I feel I'm I'm so worried that like my opinion hurts someone's feelings it's like honestly when someone's opinion hurts mine I remember for maybe 20 minutes and then after that I'm like yeah what's for dinner (laughs) basically I just this was me checking myself before I wreck myself like this I don't I want to have fun you cannot have a podcast called overzealous and have it just be you ranting could you imagine like it's time to go back to the drawing board girlfriend you thought you were overzealous but you really you're pretty angry (laughs) 
Okay, so I saw this one meme the other day and listen to me talking about memes. Do you know the word meme came out before the internet? This is not a thing. I, I need to whip out my textbook right now and give you the de definition, but there, there were there were things called memes that were basically the same thing way before the internet. And I really thought that the internet brought that up. So I've literally talked about memes so friggin' much. But anyway, I saw this one meme and I know last episode I was gonna, I, I said we shouldn't reduce complex issues to memes. Complex issues require conversations, not pictures with five words. I'm always being a complete hypocrite. The other day I saw a meme and I actually liked it. It says, always work on two projects at once. That way you can procrastinate on project A by messing around on project B. And when you get tired of project B, you can waste time by working on project A. You will be twice as productive while doing nothing but procrastinate. There's so many people that have laughed at this and whatnot and I'm going to explain the way that I took it because I actually live my life like this and before I thought that was because I was dumb and the more that I read into it I'm like man I'm not that dumb that's kind of a great idea like I basically just trained my brain to what's the next thing you're working on what's the next thing you want to accomplish. I have a whiteboard that I keep a wall of the things that I actually want in life and that goes for the things that I want to spend my money on as well. In this world, you can get so like just confused by how much noise and what's going on around you. I always think it's a good idea to keep a list of the things that you actually want in life. We can easily forget and get sidetracked. So there's like tons of people laughing at this like, no, that doesn't work. And someone's just like, doesn't work that way because then you have like 10 projects and nothing done. And it's like, you're not, I don't think you really, I don't know that that's the way it was supposed to be said, but the way that I took it was the way that I actually do that. I don't get to speak for other people's experiences, but I've been trying to manipulate my brain and body uh, into this type of behavior for so long. And that's one of the reasons why I keep making YouTube channels, blogs, and podcasts, because I used to sit on my phone for so long and just waste my life looking at pictures and videos and genuinely nothing at all. So I made up all these other things and these projects that could lead to things that I actually want to do. Not that they do right now, but they could if I tried really hard. I catch myself staring at Instagram photos of influencers and I know how to like stop myself. I know when it's been a real long time. I can tell when it's 10-15 minutes. I start feeling like well I should actually be reading that book that I started or I should actually start studying for next semester or I have math to do. Anything like that. I try to keep one project on my computer whether that be a podcast or a YouTube video at all times. Sometimes you need images. Work on an image. Who cares if that if someone else is like your vein like your vanity is going crazy. All you do is work on these photos. At least you're doing something that'll help you later like for instance I'd been working on the overzealous picture for a really long time it wasn't something that I made up on the fly it's definitely doesn't look like I was working on it for a long time but there were issues along the way if I felt like procrastinating I would be like well I want to sit on the computer well what do I have to get done then on the computer if I want to sit on it so bad well there's this project here uh you liked this picture of yourself and you wanted to put it onto to 
Canva and figure out some additional images to add to it or LinkedIn. I was working on a picture that I, for a long time that I wanted to look professional and edited. I ended up completely screwing it up and it's blurry, but the picture was there. The background is, is nice. Like everything was there. And it was something that I worked on over probably a week. You got to dress up. Hey, you feeling like putting on makeup? Then take some pictures also. Who cares if people are like, why are you taking pictures of yourself? Cause I might need them for LinkedIn. Okay. I might need them for something. You have no idea. The entire world could be online tomorrow and you need some type of professional picture to get some important job. Like you don't have any idea. We don't know what the future's holding. So why not consistently have these types of things on the go? Like when the, I think I've mentioned already that the YouTube and the podcast, like all of this is so that I have proven skills and a record of my life because there is some vanity there. But also I just like having proven skills. Why not? We have no idea what our world is doing. And it seems as though none of us can slow technology down. Bringing it back full circle. If you're one of those parents that's scared that your child isn't getting a good enough education because they're still at home, get them to start a YouTube channel. Get them to start a podcast. These are things that I've actually been offered jobs because I have. I have these proven skills. It's working like a resume. Anything you can do online nowadays is working like a resume. It's not just the opposite where it's like you say something bad and it gets used against you and then culture cancel culture comes for you and then your life is ruined. It can also be used for the opposite way and you can have good stuff out there that proves that you have these skills. Like you can just sit on the computer and stare. You just have to make that activity editing a video or a podcast or researching new creative things to do or add to either of them. Or even something as simple as I really want to sit and watch a video on YouTube and shut my brain off. Even something that simple. I'll find a video about something that I'm genuinely interested in that can also help me. Like the other day, all I wanted to do was sit and watch a brainless video. So the video I picked to watch was how to clean my PS4. Why not? I want to zone out. That's not wasting your time. You're zoning out and you're not wasting your time. You're do you're learning a skill for later. I've been really meaning to clean my PS4. It has made noises since I bought it almost. And then I just saw something that was like, if it's making noises, it's probably because you need to clean it, you dirty jerk. My life is me trying super hard to manipulate my brain and behavior into making the best decisions for my life and body. I always thought that was such a stupid thing that I did. And then I saw that meme and read it out loud to myself and went holy crap I am a genius I'm a genius I'm a genius someone's gonna disagree and be like girl you don't have anything to show for it <laughs> and you're right okay so I'm introducing a whole new segment and I'm gonna try to remember to do one every now and then I might pepper these segments in throughout the podcast and not do it every single episode but I wanted to start a segment called I'm an asshole you're an asshole we're all assholes and this is going to be a, a part of the podcast where I'm going to try and incorporate a moment in my life when I was either a toxic person or the asshole. I don't want to be one of those people that's just out here calling everyone else out and not myself. I want to make myself accountable and I want you to be entertained by it basically. I'm going to go through like my life of all the things that keep me up at night because when you admit that you were the toxic person in a certain situation and it's kind of on you, it is the most freeing feeling. You finally sleep at night, you accept your flaws, you accept that you did these things or said these things, and you sleep so much better and you have so much more confidence because you're not 
hiding anything and you don't realize it's you hiding it until you're just laying awake having insomnia at four in the morning and then you're like I need to do a little bit of me work the first one the one that really started keeping me up at night there's been a few there's totally been a few this is one story where I was in grade two and I think I mentioned I don't think I mentioned I I definitely mentioned how poor I was as a kid and I grew up in a small town where there were a lot of farm kids so there was an obvious difference between me and other kids like I'd look at my my lunch and I'd look at theirs and I'd be like oh there's a difference here I I even used to have like this hate for like the milk milk days and pizza days because I could never afford it and I think they've like changed that now which is pretty awesome and they actually help other kids get it at the time it was like cool so I'm I don't have money so I I don't get to eat food. Oh, I'm sounding so depressed. Anyway, <laughs> so this story is from when I was seven. I was in grade two. I was starting to feel that pressure of I don't have things that the other kids have. Like, I don't understand this. It wasn't really clear to me what was going on in my life that made my life so different from everyone else's. There was this one girl in my class. And when I was in grade one, The Lion King came out and that was friggin' big shit. Everyone was obsessed with The Lion King. Such a good movie. Like, never not gonna be a great movie. You put animals in anything, done, I'm there. Live, cartoon, people dressed up as animals, I am there. So I got to see The Lion King when I was six and obviously every single kid was obsessed with The Lion King. So this this girl in my class had this really cool plush toy. And if you can remember back then, it was this Nala. And I think they even made a Simba one. Hers was the Nala one. And when you move them a certain way, they purred. Homies, I cannot tell you how envious of this girl I was of this this Nala that envy ate me alive inside to the point where I did something terrible. Obviously, you know where this is going. All the kids went to gym class and it might not even have been gym class. I really don't remember what class it was. This is seven years old and I am 33. All the students went to, I think, gym class or some other class. Could have been computers at that point. I really don't know. I stayed back so that I could go to this girl's locker and take her Nala from her. Y'all, I cannot tell you how many nights later on I stayed up awake thinking about it. In particular, the first night. So I brought the Nala home and my mom, bless her soul, if I tell her any lie, she will believe it. She believed anything I had to say, which later on you end up learning, don't abuse that. Don't abuse that in humans, guys. If someone believes no matter what you say, make sure that's a precious human. Make sure you only tell them the truth. So I lied to her and told her I found it in the street, in a gutter, I think. Like as if someone's gonna throw away this beautiful purring brand new Nala in a gutter in this tiny town in Alberta. And anyway, so she believes me and I keep it for a couple of days. Now those couple of days, I think about it every single night. And this is like the beginning of learning what it is to be a human and why you have to be nice and do nice things. So after a couple of days, I was like, I've got to find a way to get this back. Like, what am I going to do? And instead of being like an adult with a fully formed brain, I was like, I need to do this secretively. Whereas as an adult, if I pulled some shit, like that first of all I wouldn't but if I did I would be able to walk up to them and be like I was the toxic person in this scenario and I tried stealing this from you and I am so sorry I don't deserve your forgiveness like I wouldn't but I wouldn't do that I don't I don't steal from people like 
I don't steal in general. I'm just a human out here trying to make as little of a ruckus while I'm here until I go home. It's not, I'm not here to do anything. I'm not here to like pet bums, but I'm also not here to ruin stuff. So we end up having show and tell. And for some reason, I think it was because like, it was just my, my subconscious telling me like, this is the way that you're going to give it back. I take it in for show and tell and say that I found it. Oh, I can't even believe how silly that is. Like I said for show and tell that I found this. I have no idea how I found it. It was just in the street and they're all like, what's going on? And obviously the teachers are already privy to this girl losing her Nala. And here I come in a couple days later with this Nala. I could not tell you how I ended up giving it back. I think the teacher was like, okay, this girl lost hers and you found one. I think it's hers. This school dealt with it so well. And if you can take anything from this story, it's how to treat kids when they steal something. If you can tell that they didn't do it maliciously, I don't really remember what was really said, but I never felt like I was some terrible person that couldn't change. They just basically, I remember, I think it was the principal called me in and he was the nicest guy, I forget his name. Whoever the principal of one of the elementary schools in Rocky Mountain Health Alberta in the 90s that was him go look him up he dealt with it so well and he was just basically like well how did you get it and asked all these questions and he was like did you maybe take it from her and uh, you know I was like I don't know maybe point is they gave me the ability to give it back and then he was like I want you to write an apology letter and I wrote an apology letter and this this girl has it somewhere out there for me saying I'm so sorry for stealing your Nala I just wanted to start this segment because two reasons because we're all assholes I don't want to call anyone else out unless I can call myself out I want to be held accountable and uh yeah to uh help me sleep at night I don't think about this story in that regard where it bugs me anymore but there's definitely stuff that still bugs me in my life and I'm gonna just pepper those stories in throughout here throughout the podcast so that I can get them off my chest I sleep really well at night but there's still some things that I'm like man I wish I didn't say that or do that and I think it could be really freeing to just out myself on my own podcast (laughs) do you have your own story where you were the toxic person or you said something you didn't you wish you hadn't or you regretted something I I feel like we all kind of have some regrets if you feel comfortable with sharing it with me and you want me to read it on the air I totally will if you want to remain anonymous I can definitely do that for you I can definitely keep your name out of it it's at overzealouspodcast at gmail.com I want to hear everyone's story instead of pushing on to the world what everyone else is doing wrong let's just acknowledge what we've all done wrong but also stories are interesting and to be fair if there were podcasts and stuff like this out when I was a kid I think I would have done a little better in life just because it would have been nice to hear that someone else has the same problems and I think that's one of the really good things about YouTube and podcasts it's like when I was a kid it was all like Hollywood stars and lies <laughs> I mean like like let's take the the entertainment industry in general like there's so much going on corrupt wise and we never knew like we just saw these perfect pristine celebrities that didn't have any problems and then you found out later in a tabloid that made it sound like well it's just this one person they're just a big druggie or something like that you know what I mean like Robert Downey Jr he's just this druggie that's doing nothing and it's like okay but if you would have been honest about all of their lives in the first place we would have been like oh no I get what he's going through some shit so that's probably maybe one of the good things about so much content 
being online. There's just, you can find someone else that is going through maybe the same things and maybe feeling less alone. If I end up remembering something from earlier, I'm going to mention that and be like, oh, I forgot when I was six, I did this. There was totally something when I was six, but I, for I forget. <laughs> there was a couple of things I did when I was six, actually. Earlier than that, I do recall, I think I might have mentioned it in another podcast, but I used to swing a cat around by its arms. Holy cow. Like, did that make you, did that make your chest squeeze? Because it did mine. No one taught me how to treat animals. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not blaming my grandma and my mom. I'm not blaming them. But no one taught me how to treat animals. And you know, when you see kids go up to animals and just grab them and you're like, oh my God, don't hurt the baby animal. That was me and no one stopped me. And that's another, but that's not a whole story. So I'm not going to tell it as a whole story. But that's one thing that still keeps me up at night is how terribly I treated this cat who I was just trying to be that cat's friend. I would just swing her around. And I read this thing once, this theory where it's like, when you die, I, I think it was a meme. I talk too much about memes for someone who talks too much about memes. It was this thing that said like, when you die, um, all the animals that you've ever owned in your life judge you and get to decide if you go to heaven or not. And I, I went straight to that cat. My thoughts were like, I'm not getting in, but that's fine. I let her down. I let her down as a human and I need to go back down to earth and learn another lesson of how to treat animals better. So I wanna talk about something really important. I'm kidding, it's not. I wanna talk about banding together to do something humorous. I read somewhere that Donald Trump is going to try and ban TikTok in the US. Wow, could you be any more China? Also, is that not the most stepdad move ever? That's like the, the version of don't piss me off because I will totally date your parent, become your step-parent, and then change the Wi-Fi password. Stop. What a stepdad move. Like, what do you mean banning TikTok? I've, I don't really, I have a TikTok account. I don't even know how to use it. I just feel like when you ban something like that, it's just such a weird move. Like it doesn't, it's not hurting anyone. There's other things out there in the world that are hurting people that are banned. Like what, what? This is social media. It's, I think it's terrifying when people that are running countries are trying to ban things like that. I don't, I don't know. And is he doing this because of the TikTok prank that uh, kids did on him where I think they all signed up for tickets to his event and he thought it was all sold out but then no one showed up. I don't, I didn't really look into that. I definitely should have done the research. I did not. Is that why he's doing it? Like I don't know why he wants to ban it. But what I do know, the world looks at Canada as if it's sort of, you know, the US's little brother and I can see where they get that from. So here's what I'm pledging to Canadians and Americans. Let's get together. Okay, well we can't get together because obviously borders are closed but we can get together on our social media platforms that haven't been banned yet canada should prank him no Am I wrong? Should we not all open our TikTok accounts? And if he actually bans it in the US, we need to do our own prank because that's the stepdad doing that to the US and the little brother, even though the little brother fights with the older brother all the time, when the stepdad gets involved, no. The little brother is like, screw that, let's get this stepdad. If 90s movies have taught me anything, it's the step parent is gonna get in trouble by the kids. In families, the siblings always argue until they need to come to together to get rid of their stepdad. Let's plan this together. This is one that like, please message me about. If you've got a good prank idea, let's figure this out. TikTok revenge. 
what are we doing? Let's think of something else. Like, why are we not pranking him on a regular basis? Why are we not pranking more people on a regular basis? We now know that kids can do that. They can, like, make it so that someone thinks, you know, their event is sold out and it's not. Like, what else can we do with social media? How else can we change things? Obviously, social media has had some issues in the past with changing things for better and for worse. But I just think a prank would be hilarious. Can we get on board? Think about it. Get back to me. We got to think of a good prank. Holy cow, I can't believe that when I first started this, I wasn't feeling it. Like I wasn't like anti-do the podcast, but I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling my best. It took me like no time to get to this time. Clearly, I was cut out for legitimately just talking to myself into a microphone. I'm not going to do a relationship question this week. Not for any reason other than I have no idea what people like or don't like right now. And I think I uh, should probably, I think that as I go, I'll start to get a feel for what I enjoy doing and then maybe what others actually enjoy listening to. So uh, I'll probably probably bring back another question a relationship question next week uh but for this week this is all you get thank you so much tiktok revenge let's get it hit me up with some pranks just hit me up with pranks in general i like pranks good ones not scary ones thank you so much for listening i will see you next week with another episode of overzealous